Well, all right, welcome back. Ranch Nation hanging out with you guys every week, man, taking you guys on a magical automotive journey. We know you've said a whole bunch to us on uh, Ranch Nation Facebook, Instagram, and a lot of you got on it at ranchnation.tv website with some comments. Either way, our show, your show, we are hanging, Ranch Nation. And I was in a mood. I was in a particular mood with you guys. You guys know sometimes you get in a mood. And that mood is uh, particularly in the moment of things that got quite expensive. Right now you're driving. Maybe you're driving a new car. You just got a new car. And you got a new car payment. You got a new car registration. And you got a new car insurance bill. And that stuff has got you bonky wonky. But first, let's let's let this trumpet play. I love this trumpet. Hit it up there, Bree. <laughs> oh yes, yes. We are just uh, always grateful, man. You guys hang with us every week, right here. Uh, what I like to say, and you guys know, all my parents listening, we come in live from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Skills, people. A lot of you tinker. A lot of you play around in the backyard, and you think, wow, I could do this. As a profession, yes, you can. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If you got a skill set in the backyard, why not get paid for it? Uh, we got one of the greatest uh, uh, continually ranking skills USA high school uh, with an automotive program. So I always invite you guys to uh, come by. My parents, don't be fearful. Don't listen to the news. Hashtag fake news. The automotive industry is jam-packed with careers technology well my son plays on the nintendo well that means he may be able to flash program a computer someday on a vehicle think about that for a minute think about that get on to wrenchnation.tv where we have uh well i'll tell you missed last week's show we're honored and privileged to have wayne carini chasing classic cars he was a down-to-earth interview man's been doing this for 40 odd years and he is still out there scuffing his knee Looking for cars and those barnyard finds, you can find that. Along with uh, Will Buxton, we actually took a journey uh, behind some of the greatest uh, race car drivers. So we had Steve Celine on, people, doing some amazing things out there in China, actually, with that S1 and a ton of shows. So uh, get on to wrenchnation.tv. And I remind you, people, some of you got the Wrench Nation hats. I'd like to say maybe they're collector items. I don't know yet. We'll see in the future. You may just put that up there and it gets dusty, or someday we'll be signing that hat for you. <laughs> but anybody that uh, is interested, uh, especially all of my uh, technician uh, and mechanic familiar, you want to shop, you know how difficult it is. Get you a little hat. Get a Wrench Nation hat. You'll cool down. You'll feel good because we're all one family. Get on WrenchNation.tv. Put your email, and I'm not sending you penny stocks, people. We just want you to join our weekly tribe. We got a little newsletter and uh, take you on the journey. And speaking of journey, I have my lovely co-host Susie Sockets is in the building. What is going on, girl? Frank, how you doing, buddy? I'm wunderbar. I'm, I'm in glad. a good place because uh, you know it seems like the garage is pretty smooth. Uh, you know, so knock on wood. I know we have the remainder of the week. <laughs> <laughs> You know how that goes. Yeah, I do. And you know what? Speaking of the garage, Honda, 63,000 miles. Yeah. Young lady calls me today and says that she has 
a power steering leak. Well, that's a that's a problem in her life. I mean, she probably has other things, but maybe, yeah. So I ask her, well, how do you know? And she says, well, she was told elsewhere that she needs to replace it. Uh, how'd that phone call go? What did she say when she called? So she you? says, I need to get a price on a power steering. Whoa, pump. whoa, stop right there. Why do people just like we can't give you a price over the phone? How many of you understand that? Well, yeah, you're right. So I invited her down to the shop so we can actually do a second opinion. You did a little invitation. Yes, I did. You at least offer some of that famous coffee. Absolutely, Frank. Right, That's so what she we're known came, for. She came down. So elsewhere said she's got all this leakage on a, well, a low mi- a 63,000. 63K low. Honda. Yeah. So as it turns out, after doing our inspection, there was a little bit of residue, uh, residual fluid from overfill, and there was no leak, Frank. Damn, that's a happy day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, if you're listening, you better give us a good review right there. <laughs> <laughs> we can sure... I mean, isn't that the case? And you listening, I get it. We're trained. How much is that Berber carpet? We're trained. How much is that car? We are absolutely trained as consumers. Tell me that you don't think. Otherwise, the first thing that we know is how much. That's right. How much? And here's a mechanic. Half these guys and gals, they're losing their hair. Because they're right. on the phone, they're like frazzled. So I will invite you to take this into consideration. It's simple. When you call, if you don't have a relationship, no hugs type of situation with a good shop, you're learning, you're trying to figure out a relationship, here's a tip. When you call, how much does it cost to find out what is wrong with my car? Right. Now, I'll tell you, some of you are saying, well, that sounds too fancy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, then this is what will happen if you end up in the wrong hands. How much does it cost because I have blah, 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 blah? Now, you're running on price. Someone said $600. Someone may tell you what you want to hear. You ever get that? You ever get that listening? It's like a bad date. She told me what I wanted to hear. <laughs> And then she disappeared. Am I right? You're right. You listening know what I'm talking about. Why can't we just get as close to the truth? Because the truth, well, I don't want to preach. Well, maybe we'll set you (laughs) mechanically free. (laughs) But it is a serious point. You know, listen, you guys have been hanging with us for a very long time. And we really, we really want to arm you up. Now, I'm not trying to tell you how to rebuild a carburetor. There's other shows for that. That's not what Wrench Nation's about. We want to empower you. So how much does it cost to look at my car? Now, something like that, a garage may say, well, there's a inspection fee. Let's face it. Who's working for free in the back? Right. Now, how many of you said, uh, well, it's free. What are you getting for free? You guys are going to send me hate mail. I know it. And I'm welcome it. Because the bottom line is, that is the start to the beginning of a relationship because you're going to get fandangled. Now, sorry, I didn't mean to preach, but you need to train up your wallet. Do we want to hear what we want to hear? You ever get that way, Susie? Of course. Uh, They didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they're being truthful, because by the way, you got somebody on the other line by way of a mechanic, he or she, I'll be honest with you. They're fearful. They want your business. But they are just as fearful as you, because guess what? Neither one of us know what the hay is going on. <laughs> well, my Uncle Louie said, 
Well, we respect you, Uncle Louie, but we need to look at it. And this isn't a case example. This woman had a power steering leak. Somewhere else said you need the skies falling, you need everything. She's about ready to take out a loan to fix her car. And here comes Susie. Let's take a look at it. That's right. We have coffee. <laughs> we have candy. Anyway, um, I didn't want to get down into that, but I, I'm serious about that. Speaking of which, we we uh, want to just uh, let you know about uh, the show topic. Uh, you know, we straggle. We're, like, we're not professional radio people. It took us about 10 minutes to get to the show topic. Hopefully we didn't lose you. But here we go. How many would you agree? Other than televisions, because televisions are cheap, everything has gotten expensive. Are we right? Yep. Things have gotten expensive. Cars, sell. Look at that new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you would drop dead if somebody said you had to pay $1,000, $1,500 for a phone. Well, that's, that's the same situation happening in the service bays. Now, you're saying, well, Frank, I just need a basic starter kit. I can go to Sears. I can buy me some craftsman tools, and I'm ready to go wrenching. Now, how many realize that brake pedal fade that you got may not need a master cylinder? It may need an update, a reprogram, just like your phone. So on today's show, we want to dive in to the future of modern-day mechanics. Are mechanics keeping up with technology and tools to fix today's modern vehicles? We are honored to have two industry leaders and when I say leaders, these, these cats are leaders. Scott Brown with Diagnostic Network. And, of course, uh, the talented Greg Buckley of Buckley's Auto Care. They're going to chime in and talk about, oh, gosh, how much does it cost for an average garage to keep up with the sophisticated technology? What is happening there? So I want you guys to stay tuned. Uh, we're going to come back with you. We're going to bring uh, Scott Brown of uh, Diagnostic Network in, as well as well, I do not love Greg Buckley. <laughs> Mr. Buckley out of Buckley's Auto Care, Wilmington, Delaware. They're going to join us. Are mechanics truly prepared for technology? What is going on by the way of that investment in the service phase? Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Hit it! Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, Susie and Frank hanging out with you guys every week. Big shout out to uh, KFNX on Saturday. You guys hanging out with us. 90.7, uh, the Neon. We love you, family out there. Thank you for tuning in and catching our show every week. And of course, 88.7, the Pulse. And we can never forget, Susie, our, our podcast family. Oh, yeah. You guys are a bunch of rebels. Uh, we heard from you. And if you're on that podcast, man, give us a review. Good bad, whatever it is, man, we take it all. We're happy with it. Uh, we decided to just jump in because a lot of you, a lot of you, uh, you know, whether you're on the forums or talking to your neighbor, you're like, well, that mechanic down there, he charged me $180 to look at my car. And, you know, you get to talking. The reality is like, I think for years we got accustomed to where the average shop on the corner was, 
well, I do that for free. I can check it. Because a lot of stuff was kind of a courtesy thing. But with the advancements of technology, which we cover periodically on the show, Susie, stuff's blazing away technology-wise. Yeah, it is. And you know what? This is a good example. I had a customer come in the other day, um, actually said, I pulled a couple codes. After we finished testing, we actually found two other codes. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I we, we, well, let's bring in our guests because I think the code pull and what an OE deep into the web is uh i do want to set up uh a gentleman i think i've got mr scott brown scott are you there i am here thank you so much scott you've been on the show i do want to let the folks know that uh you are the founder of a professional forum uh thousands in fact i think it's tens of thousands of mechanics technicians uh collision folks they're on a very powerful forum uh to exchange information similar to an emergency room where doctors will exchange information uh, on a network that, uh, well, quite frankly, is internationally. Diagnostic Network is an online community of industry professionals. And, uh, Scott, you are an ASC Master Certified L1 Technician. you got over 35 years of running uh, in this industry, and you are out of Southern California. Formally, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. Um, I Before we bring on Greg Buckley, uh, we just touched upon some things. I think we should go right into it. Consumer goes down to the part house, and we're not knocking the part houses, and there is what they call, uh, you know, a code pull. And people say, well, my code told me this. Is there a deeper layer of information that's missing from that code pull, Scott? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, you know, there is there is a plethora of technology available on these automobiles. And, and really, one of the things I, you know, listening to the beginning of this, one of the things I really wanted to point out, both to the listeners and the people working in our industries, there is a there was a gentleman by the name of John Haywood, uh, who's a professor out of MIT, and one of our colleague uh, friends, uh, Matt Fanslow out of uh, Red Wing, Minnesota, a really sharp guy. Yeah, he pointed out this uh, this quote that he made, and he said that cars are everywhere. They're one of the biggest, most complicated products we use every day, and if you think about that. Um, when that car doesn't work for you, uh, would it, you know what's going on there? You got to get it fixed. So, yes, there are deep layers of technology, and it takes a lot of experience and knowledge and, and a technician to stay on top of things to uh, properly address and, and diagnose today. Yeah, some would say, well, this is a bunch of industry people that are hanging. Of course, they're going to say that. Uh, I can go to my parts store, but you know, Susie, you gave just a perfect example. Uh, the fact is that, you know, there, there quite frankly is a deeper layer. And, you know, a lot of us want to give you peace of mind and, and maybe we'll do a little quick courtesy because you're frantic. The check engine light, we have a lot of clients that come in and they're freaking out. That check engine light came on and they may not be of means to actually go and, uh, you know, go to the parts house and we'll give a courtesy a uh, quick peace of mind. Uh, let's bring in uh, our, our uh, Greg Buckley. Let's bring it. Greg Buckley, you hanging with us, buddy. I certainly am. How Thanks. is everybody? Very good. I want to set you up uh, properly. Uh, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care is one of the oldest uh, family-owned and operated uh, automotive repair centers in the state of Delaware. He's serving those communities out of Wilmington over 50 years. In fact, we had uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Greg, uh, actually, uh, Mr. Buckley. Uh, what's Dad's name, Greg? Sorry. Gene. Gene. We had Gene, smoking Gene. <laughs> Boy, I think we did a hot rod show about a year and a half ago with uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Did. Gene. Yeah. 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 Uh, you sent out Great. a picture to me, uh, Greg, that uh, you just recently made an investment. And I just want to touch upon uh, diving in just for a lot of folks that are listening. 
that may think that we just have like a voltmeter or one of those you know code pullers you found on on the midnight channel or whatever <laughs> on the QVC um tell us what what's behind an investment man to communicate with these cars now well as uh, probably the three of us or four of us would know you know firsthand uh, the investment dollars are significant and in our particular case it's uh you know we just invested six figures into not only that unit but um a Toyota Lexus uh, updated uh uh, programming uh, set system, and um, we invested, and of course our staff is not LSID certified, which is something that we could probably... Well, let's stop on. right there. All these um, certifications, let's yeah. get into that um, before we dive into this investment. Uh, most understand mm-hmm. the uh, ASC, Automotive Service Excellence, there's a series of tests, but there's a whole lot more to that. What is this LSID? Well, it's a locksmith ID, and it's a deeper level of... Uh, I should say, you know, how a technician or a shop is allowed to program a vehicle uh, with information directly from the OE, and it's very restricted. It's non-shareable. It's something that you have to be certified in, and uh, it gets you to that level where, in today's cars, most units are, if you install them, you have to have it programmed to the car. And if it's security-related then you're going to need to be LSID certified in order to get the security information from the manufacturer, download it properly, and have the part properly functioning when the repair is made. Scott Brown, so, you, do, do you see real quick, I want to touch upon that. Scott Brown, uh, Diagnostic Network out of California, ASC Master Certified L1 Technician. Do you see a lot of parts now uh, that do, they're not just, uh, you know, install a couple bolts, bam, bam, bam. A lot of stuff is got to be programmed talk to us about that to complement what greg is saying oh yeah uh, cars today we and i you know i also have a workshop here today and we were programming a uh, a new nissan uh, transmission control module and it had to be identified uh, the profile of all of this the mechatronic solenoids that are operating in that transmission had to be programmed into the computer so that everybody knows how to work it's like a like an orchestra right they've all got to know how to how to properly operate each other and push each other and uh, yeah, it takes a, a deep investment, and it's a continuous investment. It's not something you just you buy once and and, and move on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a sophisticated world that we're living in today. No doubt. And Greg Buckley, you mentioned uh, you know having this LSID for folks listening. Uh, look, your key doesn't work, or there's a problem with an alarm. Let's say you've got a newer vehicle, and uh, you know traditionally years ago we would hey call locksmith, boom boom boom. It's all mechanical. Maybe there was a chip, and you had to basic code a key most of you listening may understand and identify with that but now there's such a deeper level uh greg you just went out and made an investment on uh some equipment talk to us about uh some of this technology to keep well, up in sure. the base yeah i mean the uh we bought a a, a scan tool a very uh you know a, a sophisticated scan tool what is a scan uh, tool for, for the folks that don't uh, understand what is a scan tool well a scan tool allows us to not only access code but also to go deeper into the repair on why that code occurred and where it's occurring from. You know, sometimes if you pull code, it's an indication of what may be, what may have failed, or in most cases, it gives us a path to go either forward or backward on to give us, uh, you know, our parameters. What we use our our analyzers for and our scan tools, our digital skill scopes, and what and and all the tools that we have at our disposal uh, is to dig down and find out where that. Uh, injury is is occurring uh, where the code may be 
uh, failing or where the wire may be nicked or what part is actually the culprit. And that takes everywhere from, you know, uh, analyzing from the point of, of the connector where most people think you just pull a, you know, pull a code backward through the primary system. And then you've got the CAN network, which everything has to tie in, like Scott. We're, we're going to get into that. CAN network is that controlled mm-hmm. area network. But, Scott, I want to jump in and bring you in uh, to compliment what uh, Greg is saying. All right, so, uh, again, for you listening, man, uh, you guys uh, code pull. Some of you gals out there code pulling. And you say, well, my mechanic, in fact, there's the midnight guy selling a little code reader, makes it look like you don't need a mechanic. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out to you right now. Here it is. Code pull gives you that open door to the potential fault to a circuit. Data stream is where the experience comes in. Gentlemen, you'll agree. You listening right now, I can go to a radiologist, and I've watched a YouTube video, and I got myself all versed on what I should be expecting, but don't you think for a minute that x-ray isn't being deciphered by an x-ray tech. Think about this, right? So when you go out and get a code, are you truly uncovering the data, the important data, whether that's deciphered from a voltmeter or a picoscope, or now that's where a technician is going to come in, save the day, because he understands that data. He understands how to read what truly is wrong. Scott Brown, it takes a lot of equipment. Talk to me about in your garage Give us an example uh, of a recent repair, maybe, that uh, came in and that check engine light came on. And, boy, you were knee-deep with uh, it looked like spaghetti hooked up to this car because you had so much stuff. Give us an example. Yeah, so we we actually had a a vehicle in that, uh, unfortunately, had been to multiple shops and uh, had multiple parts replaced because the codes that were pulled or, or set indicated that there was a problem with the throttle system. Okay, and so they kept putting throttle pieces on it. And after we dug into it and uh, examined it deeply, we found connection problems. And this vehicle actually had been in a collision at some time in its uh, in its life. And when some repairs were done, the, the termination of the connectors weren't done very well. And that's what was causing the problem. We didn't have to put any parts other than some wiring on this vehicle. And uh, that's where the code pull becomes a problem because people look at the, the code. The code is just a, an indication of, of a condition. Finding the root cause, that is where the magic is. And that really takes a skilled technician and someone that is continuously educating in, in themselves and staying up to date with all the right information, just like you talked about that brake uh, condition um, not being operating or not operating because of a programming thing. These are the things that a smart technician um, needs to analyze and look at the entire situation and make sure that the proper repairs are being prescribed to that vehicle so that you can put the vehicle back out on the road and the customer is going to be in good shape for many, many miles. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, it's uh, it's cause-effect. It's uh, taking the guesswork out. And, Greg, you think our industry did a horrible job over the years throwing parts at vehicles, and now those that are are dropping out of the industry because they're not making that investment? Tell me about that. Absolutely. I think that you're going to see a lot of attrition uh, occur in our in our space. And for consumers and, and our listeners, what that means is you're maybe your favorite shop that you've been to and your parents have been to and your Uncle Louis have been to 
won't be around any longer because the owners have either decided that you know advancing themselves is not in their uh, wheelhouse, so they don't have a desire for it, and they don't have a secession plan that means that somebody else is coming up behind them. So there's going to be uh, you know a little bit of a dropout, and of course, like all trades today, uh, you know we are experiencing a uh, a lack of talent, you know where talent is being homegrown. So this labor shortage creates a little bit of a, a constriction in the way that we, you know, timeliness, getting jobs done, where you can go. And for the listeners, it's very important that you really have an interview with the service shop that you wish to go to or you want to do business with. At the top of the show, we talked about meeting your technician and asking the questions, well, how much to, you know, do a, a first-level inspection uh, to make sure that we we can build a relationship. I trust you. You trust me. Because many times, like we've all experienced, we'll get a phone call, and it is a, how much for this. Well, my response to that is, hey, what's your what's your name? My name's Greg. Okay, what kind of car? And we go through it, and you know, we come out to the resolve that, look, I really don't know you. You don't know me. I don't know your car. I don't know the car's problem. What do you say we come in? Have a little powwow. Let's talk about it, and let's put a managed repair and maintenance plan for you. Yeah. And that way, you're set, and that starts the relationship building, because we're really going to need that. I mean, the consumer of tomorrow, or today, and tomorrow with new cars, yeah. we're going to need to work with you in in that relationship type situation. Yeah, well said. And and in all respect for for you guys listening, I get it, man. A lot of you guys have anxiety. Pockets are tight. Car repair could be expensive. But what makes it more expensive is when you when you start bouncing around and it's solely a decision about what you heard. Someone is going to get you. It's a fish hook. They're going to get you because they said a price that sounded good. You go in and it's a complete bamboozle. Uh, gentlemen, hang tight. I do want to bring you back. We are going to dive in a little bit about this uh, controlled area network. What the heck is this network in this vehicle? How do we communicate? Um, how do we... Uh, move on into the future by way of investment. And Greg, I promise we are going to find out what you just invested in. Uh, we keep asking you that. Of course, uh, Scott Brown with the uh, Automotive uh, Diagnostic uh, Network, uh, an amazing uh, professional forum, and uh, the great Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care. You guys hang tight. Ranch Nation, next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. You know, we hang with you guys. We take you on a journey. I always invite you guys to get on WrenchNation.tv. There's a little bit of uh, something for everything. Motorsports. Uh, we've had interviews from all over. Know that if your your question is about a car, you can get on to uh, Ranch Nation Facebook. 
And pop your email, man. Emails, uh, you guys have been amazing. Uh, I'll send you out a hat. Just please don't be out in the Sudan or somewhere deep South Africa because it's uh, costly uh, for that hat. Well, we probably shouldn't say that. Well, you said we had $100. Somebody did, ordered. I yeah. didn't know. So RanchNation.tv, put your email and uh, hang with our tribe. We've got a new, uh, we- weekly newsletter. Uh, well, Buckley's Auto Care is out of uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Greg Buckley is a champ, champ for the industry, man. I tell you what, as a voice of reason, and has helped many garage owners uh, from A to Z about operating and navigating through today's uh, challenges uh, as a modern-day garage, uh, we have Greg Buckley. Greg Buckley, you hanging? Oh, I'm here, buddy. All right, welcome back. And, of course, uh, Scott Brown understands the challenges. Uh, he's a leader in the industry uh, on the forefront of technology, as well as paying it forward. Scott does a lot of work with uh, uh, the automotive industry and helping uh, his peers uh, through uh, whether it's an online course or through the Diagnostic Network. If you're listening to any of these, uh, this show on a replay, I invite you to get on to a Diagnostic Network, uh, an amazing professional online community uh, leading uh, those, uh, well, those repairs that can be complicated. We do need a network. Welcome back, Scott Brown. Hey, thank you. You know, we talked about, uh, well, Susie has a question. I Susie. do, because we have an expert panel on right yes. now. Yeah, they're experts. So this is going to be a tough one for you guys. So we had a gal yesterday bring in her Toyota, and she left us the key fob. And when Alex went out to go unlock the door, he couldn't unlock it. So after several text messages back and forth, she says, yep, that's the key fob. That's the only thing I have. So as it turns out, we sent Mark in the office to go to her office to see what else she had, and she gave him the right key. Now, as it turns out, we had an apartment gate opener. Is there a tool out there or an update that we could have used for this apartment gate opener to start this car? Hmm. <laughs> Are you saying that... The way- she gave us an apartment gate opener rather than her key, but after several text messages, she swore that was the key. So you got me lost a little Are bit. Are you following me, Greg or Scott? Go ahead, Scott. Scott Brown, go ahead. Go for it, Scott. Scott, go ahead. All right. So she was probably confused, but that does remind me of another situation. We had a car come in here with a no start, crank no start, and the customer found a spare key and tried to start the car with that, and they forgot that at one time they they lost the keys and had to have new keys programmed. So that other key they brought it with was disabled from the vehicle. So oh, these cars yeah. are complicated. So it's it, it, there's all kinds of, all kinds of variables that can well, affect I, our day. And I'm yeah. just thinking of the time that you guys wasted or burned uh, on trying to figure that out. That's well, a, I mean, we were happy to do it, but you know, um, it, the thing is this. I mean, gosh, remember a simple day with a key? I mean, you just had a little gold key, and and then the chip was introduced, right? GM and uh, the past systems, right? Those uh, anti-lock systems and the keys now, in fact, the locksmith industry, I'll have you know, in fact, uh, if you're listening and you're a locksmith, you need to do a little locksmith show because there's a fascinating <laughs> stuff going on with that. Uh, Greg, talk to us. Uh, this controlled area network that you had mentioned uh, sounds pretty fancy. 100 million lines of code on that F-150. I mean, uh, the first manned space shuttle, I think, only had, what, you know, 13 million <laughs> Here's the poor guy on the corner at his garage trying to communicate with 100 million lines of code. What is a controlled area network? Well, it's it's instead of just one processor handling everything, it's kind of broken out over, uh, you know, it could be a multiple of like 14 to 20 plus or whatever, however, how many modules are necessary to actually operate the car, and they can operate independently. At the same time, they have to communicate 
between one another in order to have everything work uh, as planned, as the engineers have planned. So, you know, when you look for one fault, it might not be where people think in a primary PCM, like, oh, i got to change a computer. Well, it might not be the computer, the primary computer, the PCM or ECM as we know it. It could be one of the modules that have to be replaced or where the fault lies. But what we need to do in that next level of testing or diagnostics or, you know, analytics is that we have to get into that network and we have to be able to, like, see the network and find out where these where these uh, mishaps are occurring in order to, you know, find and fix. So Yeah, and I will tell you it's firsthand. It's a lot more complicated. It is. I will tell you firsthand, uh, admittedly, uh, we're very transparent on this show. We're not perfect. Uh, we're always growing as a business in the training. We have had an uptick. I mean, years ago, we used to say, well, our technicians, 40 hours a year, and, you know, everybody was good. But boy, oh boy, Scott Brown, these controlled area network systems that house these modules, could you give us an example of what maybe a layman would have said, well, definitely that was the that was that right side mirror that was broken and replaced it, but there was something else in the network that failed that maybe was not even related. Could you give us an example of this network and how it can really, really be complex in diagnosing? Yeah, so just a, a little history. That that controller area network was uh, uh, invented or founded by Bosch, and that was back in the 80s, uh, believe it or not. Uh, it's advanced uh, quite a bit, and basically, you know, its main purpose is so that messages from sensors can be shared rather than running wires to every every uh controller they can send these messages back and forth and, and share them but the this bus system relies on a on a protocol to establish who who's more important whose message is more important and in some cases you may have a module that is on that network that may be going bad uh and for instance i and i saw something recently discussed where a blind spot sensor, which is like a little radar unit in the right in the corner of back corners of the vehicle, they're subject to a lot of road debris. Uh, you know, especially in the in the snow states, you get a lot of corrosion, and that corrosion ended up causing a no start condition on a vehicle. Wow! And and so that that really complicates things. So can you imagine? You know, your your callers are saying, "Hey, my car doesn't start. How much for a starter?" Right, so now they're trying to figure oh out how much the starter yep. is, but Holy the real cow. problem is a is a deeper, deeper issue. So now, many of you listening right now would have never. I know I wouldn't have five years ago. Uh, that mirror's car and no start. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. Right. But it does speak to the importance of again. We go back, and we love you, man. You guys are calling us, and you want a code pull, and you did it, and you got that little midnight hour, little cheapy thing where they bash mechanics and don't pay a mechanic. We still love you because we know you're confused. We're trying to unfangle and confuse and set some light. Uh, Greg Buckley, let's finally get, because I think this is all related to this controlled air network, <laughs> you did invest in that next step. Give us an idea. What did you invest well, in? And don't tell us price, but tell us, did, could you buy like three cars for what you invested? <laughs> oh, yes, I could. Another house, uh, you know, vacation, something. Um, but yes, well, you know, we're at that point where our equipment, uh, we, you know, we review everything and we're at the point, we were at the point where we had to uh, reinvest and we purchased 
not only additional the the, the uh, Autel Elite, the, the scan uh, scan tool that you, you, you I saw the picture of, but also a set of a master set of transducers so that we can uh, really technically get into the nuts uh, the the heart of what the problem is uh, with our PicoScope, um, and that's a very good scope for those listeners that are out there. And of course, we purchased a brand new top of the line. Uh, hunter alignment system with balancer and tire machine to accommodate the newer chassis setups, the front ends, and, uh, you know, prepare for the future where, you know, uh, the first step in what ADAS will bring us. Yeah, we're so going to touch upon ADAS. Best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You made that investment. Yeah, investment um, made today. Yeah, yeah. And and so, uh, Mr. Scott Brown, uh, Diagnostic Network, man, you're doing a lot of great things for the industry, uh, pioneering uh, the truth, quite frankly, there's a lot of noise, man. If you're listening and you think you can get onto YouTube and find a resolution like you can, you bought a camera, you, you know how you do. You unbox the camera, you watch the unboxing video, you, and it tells you what the camera does. If you think you can do that to a hundred million line code rolling beast down the road with these sophisticated systems, good luck because it's not happening. Now, I say that respectfully, but this is the time right now. And, and, you know, Scott, you're knee-deep in these forums with uh, some leading technicians across the country, and, and as well with uh, educational institutes and uh, instructors, you name it, uh, folks that are writing uh, the tests that we are, uh, you know, required to pass. Give us an idea of what you're seeing with a garage currently for our listeners that is really left behind. What are they not investing in? And if they're not, please answer me this. In the next year or so, I got a garage. I'm trying to tool up like a, uh, like a Greg Buckley. What do I need to invest in to really stay on top of it? Give me what I need to stay ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the last, uh, I don't know, seven or eight, nine years of uh, vehicles and the technology that's exploded, um, you know, the current current vehicle, you know, 2019 model year carries a lot of technology. And we need to be aware of all of those systems. And in fact, a lot of the customers today or drivers don't aren't truly aware of what's on there. Um, when you get a car that comes in and it's got all these sophisticated systems and you're doing some regular service, like Greg mentioned, in alignment, um, there may be other things that you're responsible for. But you, if you keep doing the same old thing over and over, just doing alignment and set it down the road, you may be doing a disservice. So staying abreast to exactly what is needed, reading the service manual, making sure the software levels on the vehicle are up to date, and make sure you're reading service bulletins because – Again, like the, like I said earlier, the, the, these vehicles are the most sophisticated product that you use in your life. Yeah. And these things are, you know, they, they've got to stay updated, similar to how your phone stays updated. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're not at a point where they get updated over the air yet, but uh, there will be a time when, when that happens. But now we've got to update them manually uh, in the shop and, and make sure that uh, they're getting the right uh, the right formula of data. Yeah. I was thinking about the Volkswagen when, or Audi for that matter, when we're doing a water pump, you pretty much have to pull that front bumper, that whole clip comes out. Now, what lives in that bumper? What lives in a bumper? 
What do you think lives in a bumper? People, you listening are saying, well, you schmuck, you idiot, there's probably some foam in there. That's what's living in the bumper. Well, guess what? There are camera systems in that bumper. And so dig this. We learned, and this is where Frank is an operator, and I share this with a lot of other garage owners. Uh, most of them said, well, what's wrong with you? You didn't know that? <laughs> you, you put that sucker back together. You sealed up the water pump. If you don't align the camera system, you're just introduced to pull, permanent pull. And here's the mechanic that's not up to date saying, well, we just need an alignment. No, the camera systems have to be aligned. Scott Brown, talk to us about those camera systems because that's a hot topic button right now in the industry. The advanced driver awareness systems, uh, corrective lane changing, things like that. What's required in it? I mean, uh, with those camera systems, that's a big to do. Yeah, and it's it is all over the board. Uh, I mean, the the big the, this is a hot topic uh, right now because uh, these vehicles are equipped with cameras, radars, uh, sonar sensors, lidar sensors, and and when you do certain services, uh, the manufacturer requires a certain process to be performed. Some manufacturers, it's not that hard to do. Uh, you basically put it into a relearn mode and you drive it down a, a certain roads, and and it can, it'll it'll adapt itself. Other vehicles require a special jig and a a place in your shop where it's completely level and you've got to put these special targets in place and then you have to have the software to interface with the vehicle to tell the system to, hey, look at the camera, index yourself, and um, and then, you know, it tells you that it's, it's passed or, or what have you. Then you need to take the car out and run a routine that's dictated in the service manual. They may have an active test where they, they validate that the system is behaving the way it was designed to run uh, from the factory. So uh, these things are sophisticated. The other big challenge that I see here is that it is a big marketing piece. Uh, manufacturers are selling these vehicles with these safety systems, but if you watch the commercials, the message they're sending to the consumer, I think, is, is a little off. They're basically telling these customers that the system does all this stuff. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, effectively, the driver is ultimately responsible for the safe operation of that vehicle. So that vehicle is, is a long ways away from driving itself. Yeah. When the pedals and the gas and the steering wheel disappear, that's when it drives itself. But when it has a pedal, uh, pedals and, and a steering wheel, you need to be in control. You need to understand your system and how it behaves. Um, or else you you can enter you can end up having a problem and then trying people try to blame it on the system. So. Yeah, there's a whole uh, there's a whole conversation on that. In fact, we've covered that uh, uh, in past shows about how I think we we expect everything. Our dishwashers, our blenders, they're going to do everything. Uh, we still need to be safe. That is up to each one of us. Whether you're operating a blender or a sophisticated automobile, we can never get comfortable with technology. We've seen case examples uh, with Tesla and other stories. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to take a quick short break, bring you back. I do want to speak to a lot of our youngsters out there, a lot of uh, younger technicians that are starting. Maybe it wasn't, you know, of past, just buy a little old toolbox. We want to give them some advice about what should they be learning before they hit the automotive shop or dealer. Where can they find information to arm them up with the technology of the future? We're going to come back. Wrench Nation, we'll see you next.
Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Right on. Welcome back. Susie and Frank hanging out with you, Ranch Nation. I will tell you, we've got uh, Scott Brown uh, Diagnostic Network. Uh, Scott Brown, give us a uh, website that you can send folks to, uh, professionals uh, behind or underneath the hood that uh, could use some good information. Where do we send them? Yeah, we send them to diag.net. Very good. We're going to have that posted up on Facebook and throughout social media. Uh, If you are a technician, uh, whether you're seasoned, uh, you've got $150,000 in tools. Some of you do. I heard you. Uh, We do. (laughs) Just in one toolbox. Or you're just getting started. Diag.net is a modern network for technicians and professionals uh, in that automotive collision heavy duty. You know, we have a lot of technicians that listen to the show. Uh, and of course, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care out of Wilmington. Uh, Greg, give the people a website if they're in your neighborhood. Sure. Very easy. Buckley'sAutoCare.com. I just wanted to make sure I got that out because, you know, I forget stuff. And, you know, I'm not a professional radio guy. You know, there's, there's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susie, we talked about all this network stuff. It does get complicated. Uh, you have been in this industry. You're doing an amazing job. One of the things that you do, uh, you embrace change, you embrace education, and you're always growing and learning. But prior to coming on board, would you ever have imagined the level of sophistication? And more importantly, how you're able to translate that to keep it simple for consumers. Consumers don't want to get complicated. No, they don't. And, you know, to be honest with you, I learned so much from the technicians. The technicians really... Um, are a vital part of what I do every day. And um, even, you know, the young lady calling this morning with the power steering pump, it really is a simple invitation. I let the technicians do all of that testing. Yeah. Um, But as a consumer, yeah, it can be overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And I I think, let's let's, let's face it, and we say this respectfully, I mean, look, consumer, technician, once we get together, if you find – our garage, or Mr. Brown's garage, or Mr. Greg Buckley's, or the thousands of other great garages. Let me tell you something. You can get rid of the dentist, the lawyer, and all them. You will have, in the right place, you will have a warm relationship. A good technician, a good mechanic, a good garage owner will love on you. Because that's, look, they're small business, man. They, they got to be in business. Have you ever thought of that listening? Have you thought about that? When you're calling around... And Susie, tell me to shut up because I don't want to preach. But when you're calling around, don't you think the good guys and gals want to steer you right? Don't you think they're in tune to price as well? But when they're going blind over the phone, it's anybody's guess. And this is where there's a problem. And I will add something. Uh, If I get a bad review, it's from somebody I didn't even do business with. That is true. They wouldn't give me a price. Screw those guys. I went over here. They gave me whatever the case is. And I feel bad about that. I really do. But what am I going to do? I'm going to threaten. These are seasoned individuals getting a training, investing in tools, right? So uh, we welcome you back if you're just joining Wrench Nation. Uh, we do invite you to get on to wrenchnation.tv. Get into the comment section. Let's carry this conversation. I know a lot of you guys are listening to the replay uh, down the road. Shoot, in year 2025, you could be listening to the show. Scott Brown. Uh, Diagnostic Network, and uh, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care. Greg, I'm just starting in this business. I'm a youngster. I really like tinkering, and, uh, you know, I may have a little bit of uh, sensibility with electronics, and I really have a quick mind for uh, these things. Uh, What do I invest uh, in as I 
come out to the industry? Uh, what do I do? Well, it, you know, first off, I think the industry is, is prime for the newer, uh, for, for younger kids to come in. It's full of electronics technology. It's something that you can have fun with. You know, back in the day when we were doing, you know, building engines and, and you know, hot rodding all over the place, uh, that has now changed into high-tech stuff. If I was just starting out, the first thing I'd want to do is ask for a mentor. If I pr- approach a shop, who can teach me? Um, tool-wise, I would look at a small, either oscilloscope or even a, um, a multimeter, get familiar with reading voltage, understanding the laws of uh, technology, whether it's electronics or whatever. You know, learn the, the basic laws of, uh, of how things operate. Um, that gets you started. And from there, you know, you, you continue to educate. Your education is probably more um, something you would desire more than a tool, you know, and allow yourself to grow. Certainly a small socket set, those kind of things to help you on your way. But more importantly, go to a shop that has a good mentoring program that wants to help you learn and be better. A lot of shops do. A lot of shops do. We have a gal right now in the shop. We, uh, I think we go through maybe one or two a year, and then they're off and running up to a community college. Uh, Chloe, she's yep. a young 18-year-old. Susie, tell me about Chloe. G- give me her. She's fresh out of high school, and give me her perspective. What, how is she doing? Yeah, so Chloe's doing great. She actually, as a young child, her father used to work on diesels, and she used to help him hand him tools and whatnot. So now she has a love for it. And so she wants to go into the automotive industry, and so she's shadowing with us, and she's out in the garage and in the office, and yeah, she's just super excited to start school in January. Yeah, big shout out to Chloe. I know you may be listening, and all of you, all of you, if you're starting out, it's rough. The beginning's messy. Don't give up. Greg, you hit on a very good button about mentor. There's a lot of of garages out there that have mentoring programs and they don't have to be fancy you can just knock on a door and say hey listen i'm really interested can i spend 10 hours a week i won't get in your way this is the way to do it because otherwise if you come out of high school and you decide to get a job at a at a place that has you uh loving on a mop bucket or uh you know jockeying cars scott brown isn't that the truth the industry did a really bad job with a lot of folks that were interested in coming up and and they just within six months said Wow, is this what this is about? They got me moving cars and mopping floors. We goofed that up for years, didn't we? Yeah, I would say so. That's uh, and it's sad, right? But uh, let me let me just add a little more. We have a quick a moment. We got a quick yeah. minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I would say yes. You're young. You're getting into this. Invest continually. Invest in yourself. And I want to go back to what. Steve Jobs, you know, Steve Jobs from Apple, yeah. uh, he made a statement many, many years ago, and he said he thinks everybody should learn how to program a computer, study some programming, because it teaches you how to think. And I can tell you that you probably will be well off in the future if you learn a little bit of code programming so you can understand how computers are thinking and processing. That's going to make your life easier as the technology begins, it continues to explode. Very well said. Very well said. I appreciate you, gentlemen. God, we almost need another hour. I do I do apologize about being brief. I am always honored to, to spend time with my industry brethren and sister, uh, Scott Brown with the Diagnostic Network. You get on a diag, 
Uh, net is that right? Give us the website again. Diag.net. All right. Okay. Very Diag. good. Diag.net. Excellent. Thank you, Scott Brown, and of course, uh, Greg Buckley, a champ. You've been on a few times. Buckley's Auto. Uh, if you're in the Wilmington area, uh, give Greg Buckley and his uh, tribe, his great family there, Buckley's Auto Care. Thank you very much, Greg. Oh, my pleasure, guys. As always. Very good. Uh, you know, Jam Pack. Uh, if you guys want to continue the conversation or have some questions, whether you're a technician or you're on the consumer side and you're bamboozled about a situation, maybe you did code pull and it said replace that oxygen sensor and you replaced it and it's still busted, broken, and that check engine light comes on, we welcome you. WrenchNation.tv or hit us up on any of our social media channels, uh, WrenchNation Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We love you people. Thank you so much for hanging with us. As I tell you every week, be safe. Hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic. Thank you, I lost your senses. What can you do in there? Oh, you better collect your pieces. Now, what's on WrenchNation.tv? There's a billion websites out there. Well, there's a ton of nice shows I think you guys will enjoy. We know how it is. I mean, you got three to five seconds to listen to anything. You all got ADD. <laughs> Susie? Yes, Fred. Am I lying? You're not lying. People don't have attention anymore. So I'm just going to tell you right up front. We know this. We understand. Some of you are already gone because you just oh, got to get over there. Next. You capture our attention, though. Well, WrenchNation.TV. I mean, you can catch... Leave it to Beaver's Tony Dow. We had a 50-year reunion with the Corvair. Yeah. 50 years that car came back in his life. Yes. Now, here's a... I get excited about this community situation. Open change. Vehicle donations making a difference. There's a organization that has uh, donated uh, north of 6,000 cars on the East Coast. And last week, Noor Daoud, Palestinian drift racer from Ramallah. Do you know what it's like growing up in Ramallah, Palestine? I don't even know where that's at. It's in a very volatile area of the okay. world. Like people are trying to just eat for it. I mean, it's tough. And she is out there breaking the barriers. But that's all on WrenchNation.tv. And with that, I will invite you because we're all family up in here. 